Let's just fucking do it. What's going on? Episode 88, Come Lose It. I'm the host, Matt Duncan. We got lots to talk about. Twitter is a fucking nightmare. Kratom, what the fuck is Kratom? We're going to be talking about that. Kratom, another another weird Joe Rogan-y fucking pill that people are taking, I guess. We'll get to that in the health news, though. There's just too much to get through today. I have not been feeling good today. It, I've really had to rally. I don't know what the fuck is going on with me. I was at a funeral on the weekend. Haven't done many of the pandemic funerals. I think this is only my second one, but now we are into that area with the pandemic where people are just feeling real loosey-goosey. You know, they're not they're not too worried about whatever's coming out in the news. If they're saying there's going to be a lot of flu, if there's going to be saying there's a lot of RSV, if there's going to be a lot of cold, a lot of COVID, nobody fucking seems to care. The good news was is that at this funeral, there there seemed to be a lot of people wearing masks. And we came in first being like, I, I didn't think there were going to be that many people there. It's not someone that's <clears throat> completely uh, super close to me. I don't really know their family very well, but I respect them. They're a part of my wife's family. But I was, uh, I was imagining a smaller crowd. I was a, a, a 20 to 30, 40 people tops. I swear it was close to 100 big funeral home, came in not wearing a mask. And then I looked at my wife and I was like, we got to put on masks. This is crazy. So we put on masks for the rest of it. We you know we started on masks, put the masks on. People were, once they sat down for the, the memorial, people were had the masks off. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I didn't know what to do. So I just kept the friggin' mask on the whole time. And we're about five days, tomorrow will be six days since the funeral, so if if the COVID has gone past my fourth shot, the flu has gone past the flu shot. Talk about that in the health news. I did get my first flu shot in a long time. If it somehow penetrated those barriers, then I'm gonna I'm gonna start feeling it tomorrow. And I was worried today because you know I took a, I took a test and I was like, uh, okay, this has got to be something. Just that. Terrible general malaise, but again, I think it's because I hit the bike hard last night. I hit the fucking bike hard, and I probably didn't drink enough water after, during, went to bed, and my body was just starving for water probably, and that's I, I think that's probably what it is. Seems to be a pattern when I'm hitting that bike, when I'm exercising, and I don't get enough water. The next day, you start to feel a bit fucking hungover. When you're 38, which I just turned. So we'll see, you know. We'll see what happens. It was a nice funeral. You know, as nice as they can be. It was a nice memorial for my wife's first cousin once removed's wife. <laughs> it's crazy when you have family. And the reason, you know, my wife has this cottage and there's the family's all connected to it. And that is really the reason that she has all these connections to these, like, distant really distant cousins because in my family, my dad and my mom, they don't even have any connection with their first cousins. And it's not like anything bad happened, but their first cousins, they don't even talk to. They don't know. The, they don't have their number. They don't have their email. They're, they ain't on that Facebook. 
you know, all my mom's first cousins are back in Ireland. Some of her first cousins are younger than me. That's how fucking crazy it is. When you got a one, you got one parent who's an, an immigrant over here, ditched his family back in Ireland, and then they're having kids like crazy. So yeah, I've got a I've got a first cousin once removed, which is my mom's first cousin. And she's probably about twenty eight. Unbelievable. So weird to gauge it all. So weird. I will start, and I will say this is kind of breaking news today, but rest in peace, Boria Salming. Boria Salming, Leaf legend. One of the best defensemen to ever play for the Leafs. Maybe to play the game. The guy was a warrior, and he was the only thing to really cheer about in the 70s and 80s, I hear, (laughs) because the Leafs sucked. You know, and they've gone through different degrees of sucking over the years, but the 70s and 80s were pretty bad. But Borea, Swedish guy, just, he was he was a, a fantastic player. He really was. And I obviously, I was too young to ever watch him. He was long retired when I was born, I believe. Probably right around the time that I was born, he retired. But he was... He was that difference maker out there. He's, you, you Googled Borea Salming and stitches. You, you'll, you'll see what he put his face through. I think he had like 135 stitches on his face. It looked like half his face was sliced off. I don't know if it was a shot or an elbow or a cross check. I don't know what the fuck it was. But he died of ALS. He was just honored at Leaf Games a couple of weeks ago. And it was very sad. He was able to, He looked like... You know, all things considered, he looked okay, couldn't speak, but he stood up and he waved to the crowd and, you know, it, it was really sad. It was it was two nights in a row of honoring him. And I thought it was strange. I was like, what is going on? It seemed kind of like, almost like it was a rushed thing. Like, we got we to gotta honor Borea now because something's going to happen. And I know he had a very aggressive form of ALS, but I have a feeling, and there's nothing wrong with this. I fully support it, but I have a feeling he died with dignity. That's pure speculation. I don't want anyone going crazy. Any of my Swedish listeners going nuts, but I think that that he may have chose to die with dignity because it's only been a couple of weeks since that day, and I, I just can't imagine it progressing like that in a couple of weeks, but good for him. It's a terrible way to go. Why, why put yourself through that? Why? You know, the funeral I was just at also went with dignity. Terrible, terrible cancer. Fully supported. Like, that's all Kevorkian was trying to do. We made him out to be a monster, but really he was just trying to help people that were chronically ill. Not dying in this horrible pain. You know, I don't I don't get it. And I've seen it many times in my family. Many fucking times. People just hanging on. A horrible, horrible end to their lives. For what? Fear of... Hell, I don't know what the fuck it is. We're all twisted up, us humans. I think we were better as fish. It has been a couple of crazy nights. I know I'm speaking a lot about death here, but one of my mom's dogs died a few weeks ago. My mom has five dogs. I've talked about it before on this podcast. She has five dogs. She now has four dogs. And my favorite of her dogs died. He was a beautiful Westie. But unfortunately, you know, I don't understand. I don't know how vets work. Do they not? 
I don't have a dog. I don't know if I'll ever have a dog. Everything's ruined for me. Kids, dogs, pets, goldfish, anything's it's ruined. I just don't have I don't have it in my heart to ever want any of these things. I don't think I can handle it. The world's just too fucked up. Anyway, do these vets ask you what you're feeding your dogs? What's your dog's diet? Because they put them on the scale. They probably see that they're a bit overweight. What what are you feeding the dogs? Everybody that I've talked to about this, this is what happened to this dog. My mom would cook up ribs. She loves her dogs so much. She loves giving them like luxurious food. And she for years has cooked these ribs up. And then she gives all the dogs a rib. And they usually just eat the meat off the bone and, and leave the bone. But this time, Jake, he, he bit off some of the bone. And that bone, like, sliced through him. And he didn't whimper. He didn't cry. He didn't look sick. He just all of a sudden died. And I think it just, he was bleeding out inside. He started bleeding. It, it was bad. It was a very stressful call for my mom. I'm The anxiety is not good right now. The last six months, my anxiety has been the worst it has been in many years to the point where I am medicating again. I have to medicate because I'm having horrid panic attacks in the middle of the night. God, it's the worst. It's the absolute fucking worst. Anybody that gets these knows. And then this call just sent me right into one a little bit. I was like, I, uh, thank, God, thank God my wife was there. Thank God my wife came with me to uh, rush to Brampton. I had to go to Brampton to this emergency vet clinic. He was dead on arrival, this poor dog. And then you immediately have to like go through the, do you want to cremate him? How do you want to cremate him? Do you want him tossed in with a bunch of dogs? Do you want a private cremation? What urn do you want? Do you want a locket with his hair, with his ashes? What do you want? It's like, what the fuck? Just like, like that. It's like, he's dead. Take 10 minutes. Then let, let's, uh, let's spend some moolah on his final thing, you know? It was so shocking to me. It was just so shocking. I was fucked up for a good week. You know, that kind of, I think that's a big reason why. I think that is a reason why people don't have more than one dog at a time because it is such hell when they die. There's such a connection with dogs. I don't know what it is, but I've just, I've been a part of it. I've seen it with other people. There's too much of a connection. And my mom's like, fuck, I don't know if I can go through this four more times. I'm like, yes, this is one of the things I was telling you about when you got all these dogs. Not only is it more expensive and it's it's it, it's going to be more painful. You're piling on a lifetime of dog ownership into one generation. It's terrible. But nobody listens to fucking me. Maybe because I look like on the outside I don't have my shit together or something. Because I don't have kids and I'm a fucking actor and you know all this shit. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. But it's been wild. It's been wild. But you know where it's been more wild is fucking Twitter. Have you been on Twitter? The last episode, Twitter goes to hell. Now, I named that part. And, you know, we, we talked about the takeover that, <laughs> that Elon Musk had. And that was at the very beginning. This is before we saw any of the horror that has gone on the past few weeks with Twitter. And I also, it was to honor the late Leslie Jordan because... One of the movies he's known for is Jason Goes to Hell. I don't know why. I'm so shocked. It's probably just an IMDb thing. I don't know. Does he go to conventions? Did he go to conventions? I don't know, Leslie. I don't know. That's my question for the cast of Call Me Cat. Did he go to conventions for the movie Jason Goes to Hell? 
let's move on. It's not Halloween anymore, but Twitter is a fucking nightmare. I don't even know if any of this shit started the last time we recorded. The the uh, the Twitter blue, everybody impersonating, and <laughs> he had to stop doing the Twitter blue, and he's firing everyone, and he's he's locking people out, and they're projecting shit about Elon on the side of the headquarters at Twitter in San Francisco. There's so much. It's like it's impossible to keep up with it. He seems like he's he he's he's reinstating Trump and he's reinstating fucking uh, Jordan Peterson and, and shit. It's like oh god. And Jordan Peterson, boy, he didn't miss a beat. I went and checked him out real briefly on Twitter. First thing, he, I think what he's been dying to tweet for the last six months because he just probably he's just probably like reading hashtags on his burner account. He's like, "Fucking everybody's still on me about the red meat." <laughs> All I eat is red meat, and the one of the first things he retweeted was like, "See, red meat is super good for you." Some bullshit study, I'm sure. And and he's back. He's back, <laughs> doubling down on his anti-trans hate. That's the thing that got him suspended in the first place. Is anti-trans shit right back in it, right back in that anti-stuff. He's he's a monster. He looks sick. He looks miserable. I've never seen a sicker, more miserable icon of of hate. <laughs> he's he doesn't look like he has any energy, even though he's you know he's eaten. Uh, oh man, I would I would fucking love for him to get that tick bite that makes you allergic to red meat. It's called Rocky Mountain Fever. There's a specific tick that will cause it and if he got that oh wouldn't that be sweet to see him dying eating red meat like you can't eat i don't even, i think it's even more than red meat i think it's a bunch of meats but definitely red meat something about the hemoglobin and red meat your body fucking goes insane and thinks it's you know it, it, it you inflame up to try to fight it it's a terrible one to get you know, it's a it's a real choice. Every time I'm out in the bush, I'm like, which Lyme am I getting Lyme disease or am I getting the one that hates red meat? Give me the one that fucking hates red meat. I, I can go without red meat. I had a steak a couple of weeks ago, my first one in months, but you know, I, I could go without it. I don't need fucking red meat. Don't eat it very much. You know, it chicken's hard. I feel like I eat a lot of chicken. I'm sorry to the chickens out there. I hope I don't meet the chickens I ate one day. That's always a fear. That's always a fear. If there's a goddamn heaven up there, it's like you're you can come in the gate, but first you gotta look at all these chickens you ate. <laughs> They're here. There's a pen outside the gate. God, it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot. It'd be a lot. Yeah, I had Swiss Chalet the other week. It was horrible. I don't know what Swiss Chalet is anymore. They they need to change. They need to they need to pull the plug. And fucking restart that. Forget about Twitter pulling the plug. Everybody was freaking out the other week that Twitter was going to be dead. Like it was, it was some video game that was just gonna be, you weren't going to be able to access anymore. But apparently, that's just not how anything like that works. From everything I've read, there's no, there was never going to be Twitter just was going to stop working. How it's going to stop working? How and this might happen. There's two ways apparently. One is that he's losing all of his big advertisers. So he's not getting enough money. He paid $44 billion on a $10 billion company. And then because he's fired all these engineers and stuff, when shit breaks down, it's going to take longer to fix stuff. So stuff's going to be glitchy. Apparently, that's what's going to happen. I don't think Twitter's ever going to go away, but... 
people are going to have second thoughts about it because of his his affiliation with with fascists and the right and how he seems to want to amplify them as much as he thinks he's like this is a place for free speech in the east and the west and the, you know it's like he's he's about the right you go look him up you go to Elon Musk's Twitter you look at his replies you see who he's replying to it ain't fucking both sides. He ain't, he ain't replying to Joe Biden saying, hey, good job. Tough world out there. You're 80 now. That shit ain't happening. So, I, you know, I won't be paying for the verified. Apparently, if you don't pay for the verified, you are like, and I quote the Plugmaster General here, you are like emails in a spam folder. That's what he said. Now, is that true or not? What Did he have that leaked out just to get everybody all freaked out? Want to make sure your tweets get out there? I don't tweet very much. All I do is what I have to do for the other podcasts that I do. And I hate it. Oh, I fucking hate it. I hate YouTube. I hate having to make videos for it. I hate having to deal with people. I hate having to write all this shit. I I fucking hate it. So if there's a reason for us to stop doing Twitter, I am all for it. I am all for it. Before we get to the birthdays, I'll just say we have talked about Betty Holmes on this podcast. We have talked about how she was convicted. Elizabeth Holmes, the CEO, the founder of Theranos. If you haven't watched the docs, if you haven't watched the show, if you haven't listened to the podcast, you need to do it. It's pretty fucking fascinating. Betty, Betty, Betty. And I love, see, this is how I know she's so smart and she's a good shyster. She's a good snake oil saleswoman she got pregnant before the trial so she was pregnant during the trial and now she's pregnant again for the sentencing and she thought showing up looking around she was going to get a little more leniency and maybe maybe she did but she still got 11.25 years in a federal prison and when you are in a federal prison you do not get parole there's no parole there's no good behavior you got to do the whole thing And because the judge apparently stayed within the guidelines for the sentencing, he didn't go above and beyond. I think the guidelines were as high as 14 years. Then her appeals are are in trouble. They're in real trouble. It looks like she's going to have to go to jail next April. And the judge gave her time to go and have her baby, which is pretty convenient Pretty convenient. That's the white collar. Mm. That's the white collar love, baby. Oh, you're pregnant? Okay, well, well let's uh, let's meet up back here in April after you've had a couple good months of uh, the baby on the teat. And then we'll throw you into a federal prison for the next decade. Okay? Okay. And you don't have to worry about Elizabeth Holmes. She's got, she's got her partner, Billy who's a part of the hotel. He's, he, they own some hell. Is it Howard Johnson? Is it Motel 8? I don't know. It's not Hilton. Is it... Is it... Uh, <laughs> is, is it an independent motel? No, it's, it's, some kind of, it's some kind of hotel chain out there. Anyway, Billy Evans is her partner, and he's going to make sure her commis... Uh, what is it? The uh, commissary? That commissary, she's going to have money every week for cigarettes. Because those cigarettes, she'll have them stacked. She's going to have them like gold bars in her cell. And she'll run shit because you trade cigarettes for power. 
So she won't have to worry about that. Every time she goes in that freaking commissary, her freaking her her little account will be full. And she'll make license plates or she'll sew uniforms or do you know, do do whatever she's gotta do for the next decade till she gets out. And I fucking hope she gets right back into it. I hope she's like, you know what? I've been thinking a lot about this blood company, pinprick blood company to test your blood. And I think I figured it out. <laughs> I got a toaster. Billy got me a toaster in there, and I rewired it, cut my hand, put it in the toaster, cooked my hand. (laughs) Is that enough? Is that enough? All right, we got some birthdays. Let's change the mood as we get onto the fitness stuff here. We've got Garrett Dillahunt, who's 58. You know him from Deadwood. I would have thought he was a bit younger, to be honest. He's almost 60. He's almost a senior bloody citizen. What a fantastic role he did in Deadwood, playing those two characters. I didn't even recognize him the second time. Colin Hanks, Tom's son, the the good one. The the not Jamaican patois one. Colin, not that there's anything wrong with that, just that it's a white man doing it. Colin Hanks is 45. Can you believe it? Little Sean Brumder from Orange County is 45. He seems to now be typecast into playing FBI agents or uh, advertising executives and everything he does. But you know what? He does a fine job at it. I'd like Colin Hanks. I do. It's tough. When your dad's the Wayne Gretzky of acting, but you know you just try to score as many goals as you can. You're never gonna catch your dad. Catherine Heigl is 44. You remember Catherine Heigl? That's what I think of every time I see her name. I don't know if she's German. I don't know if she's Swiss, but Catherine Heigl was in. Uh, she was in knocked, knocked up, knocked up. She's you know there's been a bit of a beef there. She didn't like that movie too much. She didn't like how she was portrayed. She didn't like how women were portrayed in it. So she's not she's not coming over to freaking Seth Rogan's for dinner. That's for fucking sure. That's for fucking sure. Stephen Merchant is forty eight. I are you shocked? I thought he was more Ricky's age. There's a thirteen year gap between Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais. Can you believe that? It's forty eight. Ricky's I think sixty one or sixty two. That so he was like twenty eight when he did the the op. Good for you, Stephen. He doesn't like when you make fun of his height, that fucking ogre. Uh, who else we got here? We got Billy Connolly's 80. Oh, he made it. He's got Parkinson's really bad, folks. Sad to see. Funny Scott, for sure. Billy Connolly's 80. Glad to see that he's made it. Once you make it to 80, you've won. Fucking give up. Who cares? Get in a hot air balloon and fucking jump out of it. That's what I'm going to do if I make it to fucking 80. Who else we got here? Nicole, pa- oh Ted Bundy, weird, weird to see him ha- has an IMDb profile. I guess he's in a lot of archival footage. He's in about fifty docs a year. Ted Bundy would have been, I don't know, 77? 77? 76? Jesus, that's that's pretty crazy to think. I never saw like he's. I was talking about how fucking handsome he was. He he was a bit of a creature. He was a bit of a creature, that guy. And I, I will say, he died in the electric chair. Jesus. It's crazy to think that that exists. Electric fucking chair. And he didn't uh, He didn't get a last meal. He didn't want one. He didn't want one. I guess he didn't want to cook his, cook his Big Mac in the chair. I don't know. I don't know. But this day in entertainment, I'll give you one. It's been 29 years since Mrs. 
Doubtfire was released. It's a Thanksgiving movie, I guess, eh? You would deny a Doubtfire released in 1993. update all right all right let's talk a little fitness update here couple things to talk about related to health for one i got my flu shot first time in maybe 25 years i don't think i've had a flu shot since i was a teenager i i remember getting one by my doctor at the time who is now retired who was my father's doctor for many years who was my father-in-law's doctor as well that's how small a town we are here Got the flu shot, didn't feel it, didn't need a Band-Aid, didn't get a sore arm, didn't get a fever, nothing. I got nothing out of the flu shot. The The, the pharmacist was like, <laughs> he did like one in one hand, one in another. He was just like doing me and another person at the same time. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And he just looked at my arm. He's like, you're not breathing. Get the fuck out of here. It's a little different than with the, with the mRNA vaccines where they're like, stay for 15 minutes. We'll see if you die. It's not that, folks. It's not that. They just want to make sure you don't have an allergic reaction to this new technology. So, I've, and, you know, I've had no issue with that as well. But, you know, now it's coming out. The the anti-vax crowd, Theo Fleury. Theo Fleury, the famous hockey player, fetal alcoholic, and uh, uh, Cyclops, Jamie Soleil, the gold medal winner in the figure skating back 20 years ago. 20 years ago, it's been since that famous skate she did with her ex-husband. She's a right-wing anti-vax nut now. She's our she's our little Marjorie Taylor Greene, but over here, and I don't think she's in politics, she's still, you know, sharpening them blades. But they're all they're all up in arms. Seems like every day dying suddenly is trending on Twitter and Vitamin D, they're like, wow, I was reading, I can't get too much into the wormhole because it's just so upsetting, but I mean, I think even on this podcast, I've seen, I've said since day one, make sure all your vitamins are not depleted. Make sure you take a multivitamin, make sure you take that vitamin D, the B12, because when you get sick with anything, it can really affect fighting viruses. I think I've said it since day fucking one of this pandemic. It's no... Uh, there's reports coming out that people who died from COVID are deficient in vitamins, vitamin D. And of course, yeah, I'm sure those people that died, that that immune system was was real bad or in rough shape. Yes, I'm sure there's going to be some deficiencies there. I think that is the difference of being able to tough your way through shit. But but they're they're like you don't need the vax. You need some horse paste. You need some vitamin D, and you know I don't know. Get some monkey cream and rub it on your knees. Get that monkey cream. They would take monkey cream if it was like monkey brain or I don't know where it's derived from on the monkey. But if it's some part, they wouldn't even care if it's just monkey. If Joe Rogan's putting monkey cream on his knees, then. Everyone's a big group of people are going to start using it to to fight COVID. Monkey cream, yeah, it's. <laughs> oh God, is this it? Is this the start of it? So I don't know. I don't know. I, I got the flu shot. That's all I'm saying. And I've been very weird about the flu shot for many many years because I'm like oh, I don't need it. And I've always heard this thing like ah oh, they don't tackle the right. St- you never know. They might not get the right strain. 
and you know, get the right strains, useless. And you know, like there's been a lot of very casual uh, hate for the flu shot <laughs> the last 20 years or so. It's just seemed kind of like a, uh, if you're old, right? Sometimes I feel like it was even more than the COVID one, but you know, I, I just, I'm just trying to listen to the scientists here who said that it could be a tough winter. I haven't really gotten sick or anything. There's been periods where I've felt sick. I'll tell you, but I, Technically, I haven't had any of these symptoms. So I figured, why fuck around? Get the bivalent. Get the fucking flu shot. And then I can just... I've done my part for the winter. I'm wearing a mask. Okay, I'm going to wear a mask because I just don't want to get sick. <coughs> Whatever's in my throat, I don't know. Let me have a little sippy do, okay? Mm. Oh, that's good. The other thing I want to talk about my fitness update, I'm back on the bike. My leg is feeling better. I think the bike is helping. I think I'm strengthening my quads again. Haven't been walking as much this month. I've only gone on one walk. I was going so, doing so well in September and October. It was just tons of walks, but it's getting colder and you know how it is. You know how it is. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try and go out for one. Maybe I'll go for a night one after this, but I've been really enjoying getting back on the bike Feels good to be back on there. I'm getting a good sweat going. That's always good. And yeah, I guess, uh, you know, the, the other thing I want to talk about is that Bell Let's Talk is coming back soon. I don't know how well it's going to do now on Twitter that it's a fucking clown show. And I've been, you know, when, when we rebooted this podcast back in 2017 when Trump took office and I took a couple years off to focus on the other podcast... In the first, uh, very first episode, back from a deadlift, I talked about Bell Let's Talk and how I hate it, right? I do hate Bell Let's Talk. I think that it's turned mental health into a Valentine's Day. It's a silly holiday where you where you get a greeting card and and you, you have insincere thoughts. I, I don't understand where people reaching, saying like, just, you know how hard it is to talk? about mental health, and they're trying to make it like, just talk to anybody. You think, like, what's going to happen if I, what do I use the hashtag? Do I call their hotlines of people that are burnt out? Like, it's not that easy. And what bothers me is that they're trying to get you, like, look, you retweet our hashtag. You promote our company. You promote our company for free. We will put five cents towards mental health initiatives, whatever that means. But you got to promote our company. It's not just mental health, let's talk, or or anxiety, let's talk. It's bell, let's talk. So I had a bell, like, I'm not auditioning much anymore. This locket is, I don't think it's ever going to end. I think, I think it's over. I do think it's over to a point for commercials. I don't think it's coming back. I think we're fucked for union actors and commercials. I think the fire has been lit and it is burning out of control. But I did get an audition for Bell Let's Talk. I won't talk too much about it because I don't want to upset their little campaign. But I declined it. And it's very rare that I would ever do that, especially when you're not getting any fucking auditions. But I sent something to my agent. I told him that I cannot play somebody who's suffering from anxiety in this commercial. I can't fake doing it for this corporate shit when I've talked so much crap about Bell Let's Talk over the years. Could you imagine if they fucking heard my podcast and how much I talk shit about their fucking campaign? And then I'm the, it's like, 
I don't even know if they'd be happy about that. I think they would be happy. Like, see, you, you're just a fucking sellout, aren't you? At your heart, all you actors are fucking sellouts because you're desperate. And this time I wasn't. This time I wasn't. I said fucking no. And hey, maybe it cost me a few more weeks of no auditions. Had one today for something else. It was fine. But I'm proud of myself for, you know, standing up and saying, fuck you, Bill, let's talk. Health news. News that is health related. Okay, we got a couple of fucking health news here. The first one is I read, you know, a Reuters article came out. And it said that re- repeat COVID is riskier than first infection. So apparently, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. There's like elevated risks for problems with your lungs, your heart, your kidneys, diabetes, mental health, bones, muscles, neurological disorders. They all go up, apparently. So... There's not much we can do about that. I've had a million shots. There's not much more I can do. All I can do is try to uh, hopefully only get a little piece of it. But I only I haven't had it once yet, as far as I know. As far as I know, I haven't had it once yet. But I do know a lot of people that have had it multiple times. I know some people have had it three times. And that that is a bit of a worry. Going into the holidays and stuff, you know, you would think that people wouldn't wouldn't want to get it more than once when it it clearly shows that it fucks you up the more you get it. And I think I talked about this before, but it's like you want one baseball bat to the knees, five baseball bats to the knees, it's going to feel a little different, right? So something to think about. Maybe it encourages you to, I don't know, wear a fucking mask or something. I feel like this is more calling for wearing a mask than the vaccine or anything just to try and stop the transmission when you're not feeling well. Because I know, I know I'm going into stores and stuff and people, they probably know they have COVID and they don't fucking care or wear a mask anymore. That's where we're at. And then there's people dying and left and right suddenly. And it's like, oh, it's not because of COVID. It's because of the shit trying to stop COVID. Couldn't be that fucking virus that was like possibly leaked from a lab or you know, mutated in a crazy way in a, a market, whatever it was, wherever it came from, it's a pretty serious fucking disease. But people don't want to accept it that we're in the stage of humanity. We're, we're, we're at that point where a great culling is happening with a, with a deadly virus, but we have the technology this time to lessen it. But we can't even wear a fucking mask. So... Guys, I've said it before, but we're fucking doomed. Moving on to the other health topic, what the fuck is Kratom? It's like, I swear I've heard this as a Joe Rogan thing. I know that it's something that, it's a bit of a hallucinogen. I, I've heard that it's, if you take it in a slow, uh, small dose, it's it's like a stimulant. But if you take it in a big dose, it's a downer. So it's like, too much heroin, little bit cocaine. Crazy fucking drug to be doing that. So I found, I found something. Let's just listen a little bit to what Kratom is because a kid died of it, ODing from it. And the parents are suing the company that made it. And when it was found, one of the notes that he had in his apartment was to do, and it was stop taking Kratom. So it's got to be pretty addictive and bad, right? 
Mitragyna speciosa, also known as kratom, is a plant with depressant and stimulant qualities that's indigenous to Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, and other countries. People have used it in those areas for centuries. Depending on the dose, users receive coca-like stimulant effects or opium-like depressant effects. Its various properties have allowed it to be used in recreational, work, and medical settings. It's a member of the Rubiaceae family, which includes genera like coffea, thereby botanically grouping kratom with other plant drugs like coffee. Among its positive effects are stimulation, sedation, euphoria, greater sexual desire, enhanced work output, greater sociability, increased motivation, pain relief, and fatigue reduction. The negative effects include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, hangover, itchiness, and reduced sexual performance. Stimulant effects are generally shorter lasting and appear with lower doses, whereas high doses bring about a longer lasting depressant effect. Okay, so it's, it gives you sexual desire, but your Peter won't work. So that that is that is a bit of a catch twenty two there, I guess. Kratom, people are taking it. I know. I think some people are taking it before they work out if they're taking a small dose of it, and it's obviously getting you amped up to work out. I think that's what where I see the relation to Joe Rogan. If 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 I'm wrong, if I'm just if I'm just uh, relating any pseudo science to Joe Rogan, that's his fucking fault. That is his fucking fault. But this kid, he got sick on this stuff. I think he was addicted to it, and it eventually killed him. Found high doses of it in his blood. No other drugs were in his system except for this Kratom. It just seems like there's so much shit to get fucked up on now. And, you know, I think I I used some... I've never used anything crazy when I was working out back when I was a trainer but I was using some like glutamines or something like that. I remember a trainer was like, oh, try this. And other trainers trying to stab needles in my ass. And I was like, no, I'm not, I ain't ain't doing that. I don't care if you're saying it's B12 or anabolic. I don't know what the fuck it was. I think it was B12, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want a trainer sticking a needle in my ass. So I got out of that profession. I did. I did get out of that profession, but you know, if you're going to take Kratom, obviously it seems like something that has been used for thousands of centuries, just not in a pill form. I'm sure it's been prepared in other ways by cultures. And of course, they, they've got it figured out. They spent thousands of years figuring the show. They know they know how much you need for this. They know how much you need for that. But people are fucking getting them in capsules now, and who knows? Nothing's regulated. So it's it's a bit of a nightmare. Just keep your... If you're looking to get fucking jacked up or jacked down, I guess Kratom's for you, but... For Christ's sakes, please be careful. Okay, we're gonna we're just gonna bust right through this other shit. We are coming up to the the final time of the pod. I'm glad I got it in. I'm gonna try to get another one in at the end of November, and hopefully we can get you know ninety done by. The end of December, 90, 92, my goal should be pretty good. So the first thing I'll talk about, oh, you know, I'm losing, I'm losing American listeners a little bit. It seems like Canada, my Canadian listeners have taken over again. And I'm very, I appreciate all of you. And I'm sorry to the Americans. If my shit talking about your country has made some of you tune out because it just keeps getting worse there. It keeps getting fucking worse. And what am I supposed to do? Not talk about it? The fucking shootings, your elections. It's a fucking 
fun house down there and it's not a fun fun house it's a it's one of the ones where you freak out and you're trying to smash your way through the glass to get fucking out that's how i see america it's just you got the like this shooting there's a shooting at a gay club again you know it, it, it alternates churches gay clubs walmarts it's it's always something different it seems to be like it's it's a it's a wheel that you spin before you do a mass shooting and you have to choose your venue i guess but this one was a gay club and this guy went in and he killed five people and then he was fucking taken to the ground by a couple people and they beat the living shit out of him to the point where they thought he was dead but he didn't die and they're trying to fit you know he's killed five people and then they find his dad holy fuck and you know i only saw clips i saw the highlight clips of this guy talking and i'll just i'll just play a little clip of him just so you can hear what he sounds like and but i'll give you the highlights i was like i don't have to take it I can't just get out to Colorado like right now. And he wanted to then, right then and there. And it seemed like he was all, you know, he was just happy to see me right or he wanted to see me. He needed something right then. It was urgent. So I was a little alarmed by that. Mm-hmm. This uh, was 2011? No, nah, it was last year. It was last year. Oh, okay. You know, I found he's alive. I was happy to hear he's alive. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So he contacted you last year. Okay, so that's a reporter asking this methed out Josh Brolin. Uh... He's fucking, he looks, that's what he looks like. He looks like a Josh Brolin character that's like heavy in meth. Apparently he is. It's a 20 minute interview they have with him. It's the dad of this shooter. And he's saying like, I heard he was at a gay bar. And I was like, oh no, is he gay? Oh, he's not gay. He's not gay. Thank God. Oh God, he's not gay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm a, I'm a Mormon and I'm a Christian conservative. Obviously I'm talking a lot more clear than he is, as you could tell. That was pretty much the gist of what he was saying. And people were like, um, no, he's not. I don't think he's gay, but he he killed five people in a mass shooting. And the guy keeps going back to him being like, oh, Jesus, in a gay club. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, we don't do the gay. We don't do the gay. He also says earlier on, which I did not hear before, that he thought his son committed suicide six years ago. <laughs> so he didn't even know he was alive. Oh, he's so fucked up. He's so fucked up. So it's like this thing happens at a gay club and then you see his homophobic dad and he's all fucked up. He, he's, he, he's also, he was a porn star. It's like, it's like all the horrors, all the horrors of America got, got squeezed into a ball. And this man is the mouth of this ball of, of, of American hell you know, the people that, I know there's a lot of good, and I've said it before, there's a lot of good people in America, and I see you, and I feel for you, but there are some real, amazingly horrid human specimens over there, too. And this guy is, he's a bit of a, he, he's a bit of a mascot for him. It's fucking wild. It is just, I don't know. I'm desensitized by all your shootings. I'm sorry, America. We are over here. You just have too many. Nothing changes. It doesn't matter if you kill kids, gays, people at a workplace. doesn't matter. Nothing changes. Because you love your guns, right? Overall, the majority loves their guns. So, well, 
I don't know. I'm sorry it's happening, but we'll just see at the next one, I guess. What else am I talking about here? The last thing I'll talk about, guys, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Okay, I'll talk about this one. Okay, we'll save this. We'll save the other stuff for the next week because we're we're running a bit long here. We gotta we gotta finish her up, right? Um, there's a guy named Mitchell Miller. Mitchell Miller. He's a hockey player. He he got drafted by the Arizona Coyotes, and before the NHL draft, this was a couple of years ago. A report came out of how he was terrifying this young black kid when he was in grade eight, and so it was kind of like okay. He was supposed to be a very high draft pick, but then everyone's like, it kind of felt like all the all the NHL teams were like, no one's going to draft this guy. Okay, no one draft him. We're not even going to give him the time of day. He's not getting drafted. Arizona drafted him. Big hoopla. They didn't sign him. They just drafted him. So he was kind of like free to go as a free agent. Then this year, the Boston Bruins signed him to an entry-level contract. And then the victim came out and was like, wow, you didn't fucking ask me anything, did you? No, he didn't just do one instance where he stuck a sucker in a urinal and gave it to this black disabled kid to eat and make fun of. He apparently terrorized this kid for many, many years. Many years. And he didn't reach out until he was like, oh, shit, I got to I gotta patch this up so I can have a career in the NHL. Listen to me, Mitchell. Listen to me right now. The Boston Bruins rescinded their offer. You're never making the team. The fucking captain Patrice Bergeron called you out. All the players on the Boston Bruins, Brad Marchand even, called you out, said, fuck that. We don't support it. And they had to rescind your shit. Now, I know it's more complicated because you have a signed contract, so I think they're just burying you in the NHL. And I bet you they don't even want you there. I don't know how you're doing. I haven't checked in on you. But, you know, I'm all for second chances in life. But you are you haven't earned it. You haven't earned it with this kid that you fucking terrorized. You don't get to just send an Instagram message to him saying, we're cool, right? I'm sorry. Mitchell Miller, you fuck. You sick fuck. Comes back to haunt you, doesn't it, you little bastard? I hope you never fucking play a day. I hope that where you are on that draft, I hope you are fucking... I hope you, you never get a point in the NHL. I hope, I hope you, you... Listen, you got to go back to school. You got to go to a community college because I know you probably stopped paying attention to school because you thought you were such a hot shot. Get a trade. Become an HVAC guy, something where people aren't going to bother you. You don't have to work with anyone. And you can make a good living that way. But you're fucking done in pro sports. You're fucking done. And so is this podcast. Episode 88. God damn it. Well, I think we got it out. I think we got most of it out here, folks. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on the podcatchers. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, we're on it all. Thank you for everyone who's been listening. I see you. I see the countries. Another hot come lose it. See you next week.